0: Welcome back for Season 3 of the Cougar Sports Show following the University of Sioux Falls Athletics Department. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, and every week I get to talk with USF coaches and student-athletes to get an inside scoop on all things Cougar sports. Today we're kicking off the first episode of Season 3 by talking with both the men's and women's wrestling programs. Both teams are currently in their inaugural season here at USF. First off, we're joined by head men's coach Matt Muehlners. Thanks for being here.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: So last time we had you guys on the show, you had just finished up your first meet. Fast forwarding to today, you're wrapping up your conference conference season with two more meets and then preparing for regionals. Let's do a little recap about how the season has gone so far. How have you seen the team grow and change over these past couple months?
1: Um, They're they're starting to get more mature. You know, the hardest part that we deal with is we're super young um, for our conference. You know, one one example of that is we had one guy who turned 18 this fall and he had to wrestle a 25 year old <laughs> so that was literally uh a man against a boy basically <laughs> which didn't go well for him but we're 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 learning how to manage that difference in age and experience um which we're getting a lot better and we're getting more competitive in our dual meets now we just need to you know take the next step and start winning some dual
0: meets sure and last time you were on we had Bo here and he's was a transfer who was mm-hmm. kind of one of the older guys on the team leading. How have he and other guys stepped into leadership roles with all the freshmen?
1: They've done a good job as far as, you know, setting the example of what the work ethic takes, you know, what they need to do in practice every day, the mentality they need to come in with. And then they do a good job of this part of the year. It starts to get long. You know, we've been training since we got to school here in August. So we've been going for a long time. So it starts to get old. And now they're starting to realize now's like the hard time to train, but they're, you know, showing them what to do and the right thing. So they've been great to have a few transfers that can do that.
0: Yeah, sure. Who are those transfers that are stepping up?
1: Um, Paul Garcia, um, Isaiah Laguna, and Bo Klingsmith are the three main ones. And then Bo Beavers had a little bit of a different experience as far as he was wrestling club team um, at his previous school, but he's he's taken a big step in the last month and a half.
0: Yeah, sure. What are some things that you feel like the team has done really well this season? And what are some things that you want to improve upon for next year?
1: Um, Things we do well, I would say... we compete hard, like, as the best to our ability every time, you know, especially when we're overmatched or outmatched in certain matches. Our conditioning is great. A lot of it's just technical and, you know, we need to develop more in the, the weight room. Um, mm-hmm. Part of that's just due to age and... You know, lack of experience. How everyone's only been here for a year, so I think next year we'll see a big jump in that that area, and then we just need to execute.
0: Sure. Looking at the season, what are some like memorable matches or meets that really stand out?
1: You know, the first tournament, getting a couple champs to win the first tournament was was big, and then you know after that, you know every tournament we've been to, we've had somebody win the tournament, so that's always been great. Beating, I don't even know how you say the team of Wichita Baptist. I think is how I say it. Um, mm-hmm. Beating them, beating another Division II school, and you know they're kind of the middle of the pack of their conference is something that's you know probably bigger than what we realized at the time. Like we kind of expected to win, but we're starting to feel the effects of our conference and how difficult it is. To where you know we know we're not too far off. We can beat teams our own level. We just gotta keep plugging away.
0: Sure. And so coming up, you got Mankato and Southwest. Are either of those teams that you're thinking that you can beat?
1: Um, if things go right, we could. Um, we need some matchup things to go our way, and we need to we need to win a couple toss-up matches, but we can definitely win them. You know, and a couple guys have been stepping up more and more lately, so if they continue to take those steps, we should put ourselves in position to win, um, but you never know.
0: Yeah, of course. Are either of these teams, like, historically dominant within the conference?
1: Um, Mankato's typically been in the top 15 of the country. They're, yeah. you know, most of the time, they're, by their standards, they're on a down year, um, but they still got five really good guys. They're just you know, like I said, by their standards, they're down. And mm-hmm. um, Southwest is, they got a couple really good um, good guys and they're actually ranked 25th in the country right now. So they're, oh, doing wow. pre- they're doing pretty good.
0: Yeah. When I saw Mankato, I figured that they were probably <laughs> yeah. towards the top of the conference. They yeah. tend to hang out up there. But coming up after that, you guys have got regionals and everybody qualifies and gets to go and compete at regionals. And you said the top three then get to go on. To yep. the national meet, yep. Who should we look out for at regionals? Who do you think is going to compete well and potentially um, finish up there?
1: Paul Garcia's positioned himself um, in a top five spot in the conference. He needs to beat a couple guys. Um, Bo Kling and Smith. He's in the best weight. We, he's Bo's ranked like 14th in the country. Um, wow. But we got eight guys in the top 20 in our region in the country, so <laughs> we're going to leave five guys at home. Um, but he he's doing the right things, training wise and in practice, and making adjustments to where I'm not. You know, I think he's going to. Perform well that day. Um, Jagger Tyler's have put together a good year. He's been close with a lot of the top guys. It's just a matter of taking the next step and, you know, instead of losing by a point, you know, scoring that that takedown to win by two points.
0: Looking at your matchup against Mankato, what are your expectations for the meet?
1: Put ourselves in a position to win. I felt we did a good job of that against Moorhead where we won the first three matches and we scored bonus points and we we saved bonus points on the matches we lost. Same thing for Mankato if we can win win the matches we're supposed to and score bonus points and then we can save a few we should be in position to win it's just a matter of if we can execute and get all ten guys on the same page that day
0: yep, and then Southwest what's that expectation
1: um, same thing you know Southwest has got a couple really good national level guys that we have to you know save some points on hopefully and then but there's opportunities for us to score so we just have to win the ones we're supposed to score bonus and, and save bonus is kind of the way it goes
0: yeah I mean you just said that they were nationally ranked Mm -hmm. how do you keep the guys motivated and like in high spirits when you're in one of the toughest conference if not the toughest conference in the nation and you're a brand new program starting out like how do you not let them get too down on themselves um
1: that that's it's tough because they're, they're competitors but you know I think they realize where they're at and we gotta you know we gotta celebrate the small victories we get and you know the progress we're making you know we haven't I think we've only wrestled two teams in our conference that aren't ranked in the top 25 so they kind of know what's expected like they know what it's going to be every week out so they're not too worked up about that part they they want to see progress and see if they can put themselves in positions to win and you know they're starting to see that to where i think that keeps them motivated and hungry as they they know they can turn some matches around and that's what they're looking forward to
0: yeah and what's the what's the team culture like within the guys
1: um they're good group of guys. I mean, they're pretty laid back and they like to they like to joke around maybe maybe a little too much here and <laughs> there, but they're they're starting to to reel it in and figure out, you know, where that that medium of like I'm they're relaxed, but you know, we don't want them too intense and too worked up before they go out and wrestle, but we don't want them to not take it seriously. So they're starting to find that balance, but they're usually a pretty relaxed and laid back group.
0: Yeah, that's fun. What does a typical day of training look like for you guys? I know you said earlier mm-hmm. um before we started that you guys practice at two thirty. Yeah. What does it look like?
1: We lifted this morning at six thirty and then they'll come wrestle at two thirty. Um, depending on the week and the day, go through our, our drills in certain positions we need to clear up and, and get better at. Um and then tomorrow, Tuesdays, we do a lot of technique where we focus on what do we need to do this weekend. So we'll have a lot of like Today for me and my assistant is watching film on Mankato and getting more prepared as far as like, what do we need to do to beat Mankato specifically? But yeah, practice this time of year, practices are only like 90 minutes. So they're pretty, pretty short and you know, to the point.
0: Yeah. I feel like I might've asked you this before, cause we've been mm-hmm. in here many yeah. times together. How many guys get to actually wrestle on the mats at every meet or does everybody get to?
1: So tournaments. Everyone that's healthy can wrestle at a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, dual meets only the ten starters um, get a wrestle. There sometimes teams will bring an extra guy, or they'll have extra guys that we can weigh in an extra, and you know a backup might get a match. But otherwise, dual meets it's just the ten guys that are guaranteed a match.
0: Okay. And do only those ten guys travel
1: to um, the meet, or does everyone get to? Go? Depending where we're at health wise, um, you know if we're a little beat up, we'll bring. A couple extras in case, like, you know, if the dual meet's out of hand, we'll, we'll probably put the backup in and protect our guy that's beat up. Um, you know, but otherwise, yeah, we typically would just travel to 10.
0: And are you heading to Mankato into southwest?
1: Um, we go to Mankato, um, and then Southwest comes here next Thursday.
0: Okay. So what, what day is that? Thursday? The 22nd. The 22nd, last yep. home meet. Last
1: home meet. Of yep. the season. Of the season.
0: Okay. That's exciting. Yep. Yeah. Came forward to next year, your second season. How many new wrestlers are you bringing in?
1: Um, we currently have five guys coming for next year and we're looking to bring in another five. So hopefully 10 more to have our roster at or above 30.
0: And are these guys all going to be freshmen? Or are you looking in the transfer portal?
1: We'll look at the transfer portal, um, but we'll we'll see. Um, we're kind of picky with that, as far as we've we feel like we've got a good culture and a good group of freshmen um, already here on campus, and then another group that complements them well coming in to where we don't necessarily want to rely too far on transfers. Sure. So we'll look at them, but we'll, we're kind of picky with it.
0: Gotcha. What are some things that you want to continue to keep in the culture and the team and the way that you guys compete for next year?
1: The work ethic and the the effort and the attitude that they compete with, you know, is big that we got to keep. That's the biggest thing in wrestling, you know, that we don't give up and, you know, roll over for other people that we can't do that. So we we don't do that. So that's something that's good. Now we just got to continue that and, you know, improve and get better technically.
0: Yeah, and technically, what what exactly did you say you wanted to improve on?
1: Um, we we got to get off bottom. Um, we're struggling with getting off bottom. We got to focus there, and we should probably spend a little more time on the mat, just because you can do a few things. You know, we can shorten matches and, and frustrate opponents a little bit more if we're really good on top. So that'll probably be our big focus for the spring and summer is is our mat wrestling um, in that area.
0: What are you guys allowed to do over the summer? Are you allowed to actually work with the wrestlers or is that a um, blackout period? Or?
1: No, they, we can work with them. They just need to text us first.
0: Okay. So they have to initiate and reach out to you yeah. to be able to. Yeah. And now after regionals and then hopefully a couple, maybe at nationals, yep. Yep. Um, how long of a break do they get if you guys have been going since August?
1: Um, they'll get two weeks. And then the spring is mainly lifting weights. You know, we're, we're going to push the weight room on them quite a bit. Um, wrestling we'll, we'll still wrestle but we won't be as much or n- not near the intensity that we do during the season
0: yeah sure sure and then they're back at it in august again yep <laughs> goes quick mm-hmm. good luck against mankato good thank luck you. against southwest thank you. and at regionals yeah. <laughs> and thanks for coming on yeah thank you Next up, we have head coach Toby Bryant and his assistant, Griffin Osing to talk about the women's team. Welcome back on, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, so since our last episode in November, your team has gotten quite a bit more experience on the mats. Coach Bryant, how do you think your team has grown and changed over the course of this first season?
2: Yeah, going in, we um, still had high expectations, even though it was our first class, but uh you know, we had a good balance of our dual setting, um, home events and away, and then our, our open tournaments. So very happy with the progress of the season and, and where we started to where we are now. But um, there's still a lot of areas of growth yet as we build a program.
0: Sure. Looking at that, what are some things that you think that the team did really well this season?
2: You know, probably just showing up, you know, there's, a, there's an art in having a full lineup and you know, put, you know put points on the ward in a dual setting and then you know staying healthy and doing the things off the mat and on the mat that you can compete on the weekends in the open tournaments and we've done a really good job qualifying as a program for the um, regional um, coming up and you know we had every weight class field majority except for one at 170 but uh, they did really good to rally when they needed to and um, gave us a, a chance to win in every setting that we were part of, so that was encouraging.
0: So you just said qualify for regional, does not everybody automatically get to go?
2: Yeah, it's interesting, um, kind of the pioneer of this thing. So the uh, committee of the NCWWC has set up to, that you have to have coach can correct me i think it's nine competition with seven athletes in yep. your lineup okay so some schools are still you know figuring out whether they're going to qualify here by next week there's last kind of call it last chance or last events here to be able to have a lineup so you're kind of punished in a way if you don't have the the number of rostered athletes competing on a given weekend through time to get to that magic number nine so we got there um and we we're kept up to speed through the committee um email each week, how we got to get in, you know, with weather, like the York was canceled. So we had a rigorous enough schedule and a deep enough schedule that we're able to qualify, get, get ready. So right now the season's everybody's zero and zero.
0: That's great. Yeah. So that's different than the men's team because automatically everybody gets to qualify for regionals, correct?
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: So is this is just because it's an emerging sport? Do you think that eventually you're going to get there with everybody, or is it going to continue to be?
2: Yeah, it just came out, what, last week, Coach, the 25-26 um, school to NCAA will have a bona fide NCAA championship. So there's enough programs now nationwide um, that's showing strength in Division One, Two, II, and III um, to have our NCAA championships. And you've got the NAIA championships and the JUCO championships that have been around for mm-hmm. over 10, 12 years or so. But... Um, Men still have the regional or regular there as well, but they don't have the restrictions yet of, you know, kind of challenging the universities to show strength, um, in the wrestling program.
0: Looking at that championship, not for this year, but for next, next season?
3: twenty five twenty six. So okay. Another two, two years. Two years. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: And is that going to be divisions one through three?
3: Yep. Um, kind of right now, like division three is kind of trying to do their own thing. They host an invitational in East Moline, Illinois every year, but there's only like Thirty or maybe a little under thirty Division three teams, so it's not quite enough. You have to have at least forty to be an NCAA championship event. So they don't quite have enough. So they're kind of trying to break apart and do their own thing. But I don't think that's going to happen for four or five years. But eventually, I'm guessing once we get more Division two teams, they're going to kind of break apart. D three will go their own way, and then D one and D two. Um, just with kind of the landscape of Division one, you know, the really really small Division one schools are are going to be wrestling like, you know, Lindenwood, uh, Sacred Heart, both, you know, Lindenwood's pretty big, but Sacred Heart only has a student population of probably about us. So they're, they're kind of a D2 school that wants to be D1. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you got the University of Iowa and then Presbyterian in South Carolina. They're about the same size as us. They're, they only have about 1,200 kids on campus. So eventually it's going to be heading that way where it's all separate but for right now it's going to be all division one through division three all together
0: touching on division one you guys hosted the university of iowa obviously a lot bigger of a school how did that meet go
3: it was good it was a fun experience um kind of cool having them in i think their team you know in a weird way maybe enjoyed it a little bit more than our team because you know we didn't win Mm -hmm. but they uh you know the the head coach clarissa chun she's a Olympic bronze medalist and then Gary Mayab the associate head coach has been a USA wrestling coach for 25 years or more Um, they both came up to us after the duel and you know they just shared with us how cool of an event it was and they would love for us to come down to Carver Hawkeye and be in front of you know 10 to 12,000 people but they said that's not probably going to happen with only a singular duel so they were willing to come up again um, to Sioux Falls and wrestle us again next year um, which is kind of kind of cool but mm-hmm. it was kind of eye-opening for our girls a little bit like oh this is there's another level to this um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. but it, it was it was kind it was pretty cool having them come in and walk through and on their roster currently and who they brought they have a couple uh, world team members and age group world medalists which is a little <laughs> little above us right now but oh, yeah. um, it's definitely cool when you you see like a, you know Kylie Welker at 170. she's a, a junior world gold medalist when she's weighing in um right next to our girls they're like holy cow look at that <laughs> so it was it was pretty cool but it showed us that we you know there's levels to this and we got a lot of work to do too
2: yeah and like coach said the the offer to come back here again you know if we go there it'd be more of a triangular or a quad and lay host duels but to get carver hawkeye scheduled with just a singular duel for 30 minutes at a time it's kind of hard but um like he's mentioned they did say that they would be willing to, to make this uh, kind of keep the series alive and it's exciting for us, and you can see the, the region and the excitement of the fans and, you know, the area high school coaches that reached out to me that brought the future pipeline, and um, so there's probably over 50, 60 girls in the region that are looking to maybe be a college student-athlete in the in the realm of wrestling. So I think it's just good for our region. You know, Iowa's the mecca, and um, they are what they are, and, and we aren't going to back down. And so one th- kind of kudos that they gave us too is that we're the only first-year program that reached out and um, wanted to wrestle them. So that just kind of tells you a coach's mindset, my mindset that. You know, it's bring it on, sister, and we're going to do this thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. What did the girls take away from that experience, do you think? I mean, you said that they realized, well, there's another level, but do you feel like anything changed in their training after that or their mindsets or anything?
2: You know, I think that the seed's planted. It's going to take some time to process. Everything's kind of overwhelming. I think they appreciate it, but they're going to show major appreciation later down the line. Right now, their focus, Like coach, is kind of built in being a little bit self selfish right now to get ready for the regional, you know, it's mm-hmm. an individual bracket. So we really want to, you know, cherish the performance base of the sport, get them part of a team and atmosphere that they conducive for their growth. But at the same time, it's this time of year where the mindset shifts and you got to start figuring out how to get your hand raised down the stretch. And so... I think we kind of put that away right now, but it's important I think for our program and our region, and our recruiting process, um, and I'll let him talk on that. But I just I just think it very grateful for the opportunity. And um, when I envisioned it and having the reach out to say, hey, any what chance you want to drive over here and see what happens, <laughs> and the unknown of that, but then after the dust settled, I think everybody's very grateful what what transpired. Not just for our kids, but for the sport in general as well.
3: Yeah, it's kind of funny. Obviously, we're the home team, but didn't it feel like that. There's a lot of black and gold in the stands when we were first. <laughs> walked out you know coach and i both were like holy cow this is a lot more people than we thought there was going to be here <laughs> so you know talking to our administration about like numbers they they were saying there's probably over a thousand people we sold 715 tickets but football team pretty much the whole football team was there um the area
2: high school kids weren't accounted for in that because they, yeah. they were they are just you know at, at
3: this will call will stuff call school, so yeah, yeah they they there was, there was a lot of people there. You know, I think it was cool, too. Paige Denke wrestled the number one girl in the country, took her down right away, had an opportunity to turn her, and then, of course, you know, she's number one for a reason. And, uh, you know, sure. she put the, the smack down on us a little bit, but I think that builds a little confidence of, like, hey, I can hang in there with the number one-ranked girl in the country. And then Zoe Adam had a, had an opportunity at 191. She wrestled the fifth-ranked girl in the country was up 4-0 going into the you know, going into the second period and just, you know, couldn't finish it, finish it out the right way. But I think that just shows like, Hey, just cause you're small town, you know, Midwest girl. And these girls are been wrestling freestyle since they were seven, eight years old. You can hang in there. Like we're doing the right things. We're, we're doing the right things in the room. We're treating you the right way, you know, with your body and taking care of you. So we're right there. Obviously, we have to jump levels, but you know we're not that far off.
0: What is your guys' record for this season so far?
3: Oh,
2: we're six and three in duels, and then another kind of encouraging year one feather in the hat, so to say, is down in Hastings um, Open, which was a pretty pretty good tournament considering you know with taking freshmen and one junior on the road, and we placed all ten weight classes. So that's kind of cool just to see that, you know, coach. Remember the sixteen man brackets. Or some They were all, all 16. All 16-man brackets. Yep. So, you know, you place um, there on that side of things. And then, you know, we had some really nice performances throughout too with, uh, you know, Brinley Green and Ray Ogden and Zoe Adam kind of being our top performers. And Paige Denki I think, had a placing as well. But, you know, they've kind of been more consistent in the, the open tournament side of things, and that's kind of where we're headed next with regions and stuff. So, you know, balance of the, you know, 6-3 and three dual record to, I think we very easily should be 7-2. and two. But I think we just um, didn't handle prosperity very well in some situations. And, and when the 50-50 fight is on, um, kind of showing the upperclassmen, you can really tell, you know, as the season gets long, that the ones that have been through it a little bit, you know, as we t- lock horns with juniors and, and stuff, that, that, that's where jumping levels and seeing the growth um, when the season gets long and, the you know, being
3: consistent throughout.
0: Mm-hmm. So you guys just finished up at the Warrior Open last weekend. How did that go?
3: It was much, much better. Um, Friday night was not very fun, to be honest. We did not compete well. Our mindset were not was not very great. And Again, that we hosted Shattered at home. Yep, on, on was Friday. Well before we got on the bus. Yep. And so a bunch of the girls, they sat at the front and had some mindset conversations, I think, which helped reset them. And then Saturday, it was like we were a whole new team. Um, Our fight was much better. Our aggressiveness, our effort, our thought processing was much better. Um, We had two girls place. Zoe Adam got fourth at 191, and then Brinley Green got third. Both of them wrestled a, a pretty good tournament, considering we wrestled the night before and got on the bus and got to the hotel late and had a quick turnaround. But it was good pretty much all of our girls either went two and two three and two or placed. so we only brought nine down there um which isn't a whole lot compared to you know some teams at this time of the year that have you know i think one team had like 23 girls in the tournament so we performed much 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 better and we told them those that didn't have the day that they wanted to you know i told them a couple times like don't let this deter you from what the goal is in a couple weeks on uh February twenty fifth down in Texas. Just because you go one two o two or three and two doesn't mean you can't have a great day on a Sunday and, and punch your ticket to the national tournament. It you know it just takes one day. So I think our mindsets are better. Yesterday we we kept them off the mat and since it was a nice day out, we ran and did some sprints and stuff like that, which I think is important. That especially right now we don't don't change the the equation. Just keep doing the same things that we've been doing all year and let them feel good about themselves. And then hopefully that translates well to February 25th. Yeah,
0: sure. Looking forward, you said Texas, how many girls or does everybody get to head on down to regionals? You said you qualified, but is it just a couple of girls? Is it the whole team? How does that work?
3: So this year you get 15 uh, wrestlers per team and you cannot have more than two at a weight class. Um, So this year we'll have 11 going down for us next year, hopefully we can fill all 15, but I have a weird feeling next year with the numbers going up, we're probably going to be cut down to one per weight class, which will change things a lot. You know, looking back at Iowa, uh, they have 15 girls registered for the region tournament and all 15 are ranked within the top five in the country. So, um, it, (laughs) it, it, it just shows like where things are heading um north central is the number two ranked team in the country they're a division three team out of illinois they have currently uh 21 returning all americans and wow. you only get to wrestle 15 at the region tournament so they have, they're kind of in a dilemma and next year i think it's going to be a little bit different too Um, when we get down to just 10. But uh, for right now, you only, I think there's only 10 teams qualified out of 12 for the region. Um, Us, Minot State, Shadron State, Shriner in Texas, Texas Women's University, uh, Linfield, um, Simon Fraser Fraser in British Columbia, Canada, Colorado Mesa, Adams State, that's 10 and I'm missing one. I think there's another one out of Oregon, but Right now, it's only 10 teams um, in the region. You get 15 right now looking at it. Only one team has 15 girls registered, and that's Colorado Mesa. And they're currently ranked like eighth in the country, so it'll be a good challenge. But the 11 that we are taking, I think, have an awesome opportunity to qualify for the NCWWC tournament in a couple weeks in March down in Cedar Rapids.
0: Who are the 11 that are getting to go to Texas?
3: Uh, 101, we got Ava
2: McNeil. 109, Paul Hobbs at 109, Paige Denke at 116, Ray Ogden at 123. We'll have two entries at 130, Tila Peters and Mackenzie Armagas. 136, we'll have McKenna Hendrickson, 143, Brindley Green, 155, Leah Villarreal, and actually 143 of two, Sienna Great will be at 143 with Brindley Green, and then Leah Villarreal at 155. 170, we're open, and then one ninety one will be Zoe Adams. So that's kind of our are 11 to round out, um, the region.
0: Is it the same as the men's where the top three go on to the nationals or how? Top four. Top four. Yep. Okay. Who are, should we look out for? Who are we thinking might be all able 11. to make it? Everybody? Everybody. All 11. All That's 11. exciting. All it takes is one good day. Yeah.
3: Um, every year, you know, I've coached men in college the last four years, this first year coaching women. I've learned that those region tournaments are wild and crazy. Things happen that shouldn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, wrestlers are ranked, in the country, they're the one or two seed, and then they get beat first round, and then they just have a complete mental dud and can't bounce back. Um, wrestling's a weird sport where it just takes one good day or one good match or one good position to to change the outcome of a tournament. And so, um, all it takes is one good day. If those girls go down there and they're feeling good and they just keep one match at you know going one match at a time, we very easily could walk out of there with 11 qualifiers um we could also walk out of there with no qualifiers it it, it's such a wild tournament depending on where our mindset is
0: from now on are only those 11 training or does the whole team continue to train oh we've got
3: a
2: roster of 12 we got you know we're right there um in the first year in the class of 23 then we got one that's just kind of a a training right now um and kind of getting ready for next year
0: sure um, looking at next year, how many girls do you already have for sure coming in? Are you looking for more?
2: Oh, uh, we think we've signed 10 or 11.
3: We have signed eight and we have oh, two, yeah, two committed. Yeah. Um, verbally. So, 10. so we're at 10. Right now we're at 22. The goal is to get 24 next year. Um, we have a couple offers still out, just sitting, waiting, um, letting them have some autonomy to make their decisions. Um, you know, the... The goal, I think we, we have to be within two years at 30. We don't want to get there all at one time. Sure. We don't want to turn this into a babysitting <laughs> uh, service. Uh, we want girls that have the same mindset as us, that they want to come in here, be good student athletes, be good students, and be good people. So we're just kind of taking it slow right now. But right now, if it all is said and done, we'd be at 22 for next year.
0: And these 10 girls that are coming in, will they all be freshmen or are there any transfers?
3: Uh,
2: they're all freshmen. We've got a one transfer that should be making decisions soon because that could put us back up to 23. And the other one that's kind of got some questions for us right now. So, it, you know, the spring will be wild too, as far as they make their choice and decisions. But um, these are all class of 24s. And then now we're on to, you know, 26s, you know, and mm-hmm. kind yeah, of,
0: or fast. excuse me,
2: 25s. Can't talk twenty sixes yet. Twenty (laughs) fives, and while we can watch them, (laughs) see where the talent pool is.
0: Sure, looking forward again a little bit more at next year. What are you wanting to keep the same within the team, within the culture, within the training, and what what kind of do you want to shift?
2: Well, you know, Coach hit on that. We're being really intentional. um, You know, who we bring in and want to be good students and good people and kind of hopefully mesh with our. The work that we've done, the foundationally here with the, the climate and culture that we've trying to establish. And it's not perfect. I mean, it's anytime you build team and family, there's going to be things internally that goes on. Um, but we want, you know, as we onboard this next 10, 12, student athletes and competitors that, you know, are going to be fighting for spots. I think coach is excited to have a little bit more of a competitive room. We've had to be really intentional with uh, injury and fulfilling a lineup with athletic training service to make sure we have eligibility, you know, each weight class. So, you know, creating more of a, a competitive room where, you know, it's just not, it's my spot. And when you have my spot, uh, mindset is hard to manage sometimes because, you know, it's somebody's on your, your doorstep knocking every day. So we want to get to that I think that's one we, the Iowa's and, you know, getting down the stretch to the region qualifiers and you, you got to have, you got to train that way.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm, I've been pushing, you know, poking coach in the ribs here a little bit. Like we need competitive room, need a competitive room. Like, so, you know, I'm excited for that. We did make a, Very important discovery yesterday when we were running that we are going to run a lot more Um, (laughs) as a team. We've been kind of, uh, you know, the beginning of the year, our philosophy, and this is how I was always coached, like, we're going to do a little bit of running, but like, it's your job as a college athlete to get yourself in shape, not our job to get you in shape. Mm -hmm. Like you, if you're not in shape at this point in the season, then it's on you. And we did see a little tongue hanging on Saturday. And so we decided, yeah, next year we're going to run a little bit more. But I'm excited to do a lot more live, like Coach said, with trying to fight the injury bug this year and keep everybody in a lineup. And the art of having a lineup, a full lineup, is, is very, 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 very difficult to do, especially in college wrestling when right now we only got 12 deep. I'm excited to wrestle live a lot more next year and, and basically let them figure out, spots like who's going to be the starter instead of the it's currently just yours but without working for it so to speak so i'm excited for that i'm excited to kind of get it to a a point where basically they are going to figure out who's the top dog so i'm 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 excited for that and i think coaches too what's good about us is we both are in the same mindset of like let them figure it out and let them you know whoever's on top they got to stay there. They yeah, just, they and the have biggest, to earn it every day.
2: The biggest transformation in that is they're coming, they're kind of pigeonholed a little bit with coming off folk style in high school and having high school success obviously is a gauge for us. But the first class, you know, we talked early on in November, you know, six state champs from eight different states represented here this first year, which is great. But now you got to do freestyle. You got to do some things in club and off season, and get yourself positioned, and get to Fargo, and you know, compete and freestyle, and at least bring in you know eight to fifteen matches versus zero match. But a totally different culture and style, and so it's just you know finding an athlete that can move their feet, that you know has the strength, and you know it's a it's a little different game, you know the tactics within. I'm finding just watching women, um, you know their their strength are in their. their their hips, you know, strengthen their legs. And so Mm -hmm. the upper body strength is lacking, um, I think. And I think sometimes... The positions that we get in, we get ourselves in trouble because of lack of upper body strength. And so I think I'm seeing that even when I mentioned earlier the juniors that have kind of been through a full college season compared to a high school setting. I'm really seeing the upper body strength playing out down the stretch. And so we got to adjust there also with our strength conditioning program and also in our room finishing our conditionings. Um, we got to put more things into our shoulders and our upper back and, and chest on and the push and the pulls. Um So, yeah, that's an area that um, I've really identified. I knew it was a thing Mm because you can see a little bit of that folk style in the high school setting. But then now getting three, four months into it, um, it, it's becoming something that we got to do a better job as a staff.
0: Yeah, I think bringing in those girls and having to fight for your spot is going to be huge for the team culture and mindset next year, definitely. Kind of wrapping this up, reflecting on your first season, what do you guys... I don't know what are your thoughts on it like what are you grateful for thankful for what was your favorite part any anything like that
2: You know I uh I didn't know what to think you know I was bring in 14 bring in 12 and try to keep a lineup through and be consistent with a lineup so at least we can be performers. And I guess that's checkbox number one. I thought we did a really good job in that area. Um, So that's exciting. But again, now I'm kind of already moved past that. And now the little fire in the belly is now ready for an individual bracket um, and seeing these girls punch their ticket to, you know, the future NCAA tournament. So kind of the mindset of, uh, you know, be careful. You know, use some white gloves here. You You know, I always say, you know, you can't eat an elephant in one bite, right? You got, it takes time, and it's one bite at a time, and so there's a lot of elephants in the room, and uh, we got to conquer and overcome, and we're just going to take it one one bite at a time, and and get ready here for, um, you know, what's really the fans and what the the sport embodies here on um, being an all-American, and so just getting that that presence um, available for them is is kind of. My reflection point now, and just very great for the university and the leadership here that, you know, did the Iowa duel and cleaned the Stewart Center and, and made it out. I mean, I can't, how many coaches and friends that I've been part of in the the community text me and said, what an awesome environment. What a first year, you know, and those are nice, you know, kudos to have. And, um, but again, that's a reflection of a lot of work that's been put forth, you know, by a lot of people. And, um, and Coach seen has been, I mean, if I couldn't ask for a better assistant in year one, that brings the NCAA experience and kind of the, just policy and understanding like next steps and, you know, have another adult in the room that can see things differently than um, I I really like where we're at as a program, as administration, as a university. Now it's just getting others to see it and want to be a Cougar.
3: I, you know, my biggest takeaway is just how blessed we are with the young ladies in the room. They're just in the nicest way possible. They're just a bunch of weirdos and (laughs) we love being weird together. They are definitely like little sisters almost. Like they're not afraid to just tell me what's on their mind or what thought pops into their head. They're just such awesome, caring people that I just am so blessed to be around. This first year has been a bunch of challenge. I was extremely nervous coming into it, um, not knowing what to expect, especially, you know, I've done camps and clinics with women, but I've never coached women in college. So I was like, "Ah, I don't know what to expect, but (laughs) it's been super easy. Like I I tell them all the time and it's 100% the truth. I would rather coach women than men, but I, you know, I, there's a lot of growth. I think our girls figured out this year, like, Ooh, folk style and freestyle are not the same. And man, this is not high school anymore. Like Mm -hmm. the coaches don't have to necessarily white gloves it all the time. They can just tell you the truth and it might hurt my feelings, but they're doing it for me because this is their job. Like, high school, it's a, it's a hobby. But college, it's a, it's a job. And they, they said that on the bus. They're like, yeah, we forget. This is your full-time job. Like, this is your employment. <laughs> I'm like, yep. Don't do anything else. So um, I think, like, they figured out a lot. They We've told them, you know, we told them after the first semester, like, you're not freshmen anymore. You're sophomores. You should have it figured out now. And if you don't, then we're doing something wrong or you're doing something wrong, but somewhere, somewhere along the line, somebody's messing up, but it's been so cool to see the growth in them mentally, like how much they've uh, matured over the course of like the season, really proud of like the growth and and the process of seeing girls make jumps in the room. And then also, you know, make jumps mentally and, and physically, like, so that's cool. And then just understanding the pressures that come with college life and i'm really proud of like all the things that they figured out and kind of where we're going and taking this thing and it's been it's been exciting and fun and we're just really excited for the future
0: that's awesome yeah guys good luck at regionals coming up and hopefully at nationals after that thanks for coming on thank you thank you thanks for listening to today's episode of the cougar sports show you can listen anytime on spotify with new episodes dropping every thursday i'm your host abby whittington and i'll see you next week